Hey there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to episode three of Night of the Living History. As usual, before we jump into our next spooky story, I just want to let all the new uh, listeners out there know what this podcast is about. Essentially, we cover all things spooky and dark throughout history in this podcast. Um, I will be giving all of the historical facts, all of the links um, that I used for my research will be in the information listed on this podcast episode. Um, and I will always do my best to give you facts and not just uh, myths, stories, or legends. So uh, now that you're ready, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, let's get spooky. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about Loch Ness. Uh, before I jump into that, let's do a little back history. Um, for many of you who are not familiar with Scottish, Gaelic, or Celtic history, um, a loch is basically a lake. Um, loch Ness is one of uh, many lochs that are located in the highlands of Scotland. Um, loch Ness itself is 788 feet deep and 23 miles long. Um, along with the loch, um, I kind of want to talk about um, water horse mythology because it does kind of apply um, to the history. Um, water horse mythology um, centers around a lot of Celtic and Gaelic myths. Um, this mythology um, is about a creature or monster. It appears as a tame pony near lakes or lochs. Um, many of the legends surrounding water horses state that they lure children and children think they look tame so they get on their backs and of course once they are on the horse's back they are unable to let go. The water horse will then take them down into the river or lock um, and either drown them or consume them. Um, another uh, legend about water horses um, says that they appear as a beautiful young woman ready to lure men to their death, kind of like sirens or mermaids. Um, many locks in Scotland believe to be home to monsters, just like this one, but of course there are none more infamous than the Loch Ness Monster. Reports of the Loch Ness Monster uh, actually date back to ancient Scotland. The Picts were an ancient civilization that inhabited Scotland in specific areas. They left behind stone carvings depicting a mysterious beast with flippers. The first written account of the Loch Ness Monster appears in the biography of St. Columba, written in about 565 AD. According to this account, the monster attacked a swimmer and was about to attack another man when St. Columba stepped in, told the monster to go back to where he came from, and the monster sank beneath the water. Um, reportings were re uh, recorded after this across the centuries. In 1933, the legend blew up once again. Uh, in April 1933, a couple saw an enormous animal. Um, according to their accounts, they compared it to a dragon or prehistoric monster. They reported it to a Scottish newspaper because the story um, was reported and kind of spread all over the place. It blew up from there and sightings continued to be re reported throughout the year. In December 1933, uh, the Daily Mail, which was a British newspaper, commissioned a man named Marmaduke Wetherall, he was a big game hunter, to locate the sea serpent uh, in the loch. When Wetherall went to investigate, he claims to have found large footprints near the water's edge. However, um, there was further inspection done by zoologists at the uh, from the Natural History Museum. They determined that these tracks were made using an umbrella or ashtray with a hippo leg as the base. Wetherall's after actual involvement with this hoax is still uh, widely unknown. It's not been proven that he's had any involvement. 
Even after this incident, many people continue to try and prove the existence of the monster. In 1934, the most iconic photo uh, surrounding this story, known as the Surgeon's Photograph, um, it's the photo that most commonly pops up uh, whenever you Google or look up the Loch Ness Monster, it was taken by um, an English physician by the name of Robert Kenneth Wilson. Many people believe, uh, based on this image, that uh, the Loch Ness Monster may be a plesiosaur. A plesiosaur is a prehistoric marine animal. Um, you can Google it if you don't know what it looks like. If you were ever into Pokemon as a kid, it kind of looks like a Lapras. Um, the sad part is, in 1994, this photo was debunked, and I can't tell you how heartbreaking this was for four-year-old Brittany. Um, it was it was pretty rough as a kid to believe that the Loch Ness Monster was real, which I'm not saying it's not, but to find out this picture that was basically the reason that so many people believed that this was a thing was faked. Um, it was debunked as a hoax. Um, it was actually connected back to Weatherall, the big game hunter that was hired by the newspaper. It was literally found to be just plastic and wood attached to a toy submarine. Many sonar explorations uh, carried out over the years were not successful. Um, there were many carried out once sonar kind of became more of a thing. Um, in 2018, researchers conducted a DNA survey of Loch Ness. There were no signs of plesiosaur or other large animals, but there were many eels to, uh, found to be present. Um, a lot of people speculate that instead of a monster, it may have been a large eel. Um, that people may have seen. I don't know how many of you have ever taken a zoology class or biology class. Um, that's not very standard behavior for an eel to stick out of the water like that, in my opinion. However, um, a lot of people will say that this is what people saw, um, which I guess isn't totally out, out there as an idea. You know, if they just kind of brushed the surface, um, as far as seeing something completely sticking out of the water could have been an exaggeration. So I suppose that's a pretty, um, that's a pretty fair judgment to make. Despite lacking conclusive evidence, the Loch is a beautiful area of Scotland. Um, I have not seen it for myself. Those of you who know me personally know that I was planning to go to Scotland for my 30th birthday. This, of course, was ruined by COVID-19, and I was not able to go and will not be able to go for some time. However, um, if you look up pictures of the area um, surrounding Loch Ness, it is gorgeous. Um, and with the help of the monster's legend, uh, Loch Ness actually contributes a huge chunk of Scotland's some places to visit um, would be Loch Ness, of course, itself in Scotland. Um, Loch Ness Center and Exhibition is a, a kind of like a museum and place uh, dedicated to Loch Ness and telling the story of Loch Ness Monster. Glenmore is uh, the place where Loch Ness is located in Scotland and, of course, the Scottish Highlands. Um, please keep in mind, if you are planning a trip here, it is located in the UK. You will need a passport to get there, and currently with COVID guidelines, um, I think you're going to have to jump through quite a few hoops, so you may want to plan something like this if you want to um, once the pandemic has kind of subsided, which who knows when that's actually going to be. One movie that was inspired by this story is The Water Horse. Um, it's a pretty cute family movie, so if you have kids, this is definitely something I recommend you sit down and watch. Um, if you are a fan of the show Outlander, there is um, actually an episode where uh, they talk about the legend of a water There were a lot of books um, when I googled Loch Ness Monster or Loch Ness Books. Um, so, you know, Google, read, take your pick. 
Um, I definitely recommend reading reviews, of course, before you buy any book. And now just for some closing remarks, legend or real creature, either way, the history surrounding Loch Ness and the Loch Ness Monster is full of revenge, amazing stories, ancient tales, and just plain magic. Um, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast and this episode of Night of the Living History. Stay spooky, my friends. <laughs>